this is a very exciting episode of Dope Nostalgia for me, as I was a big, big, big Paula Abdul fan growing up, like right from the beginning when Forever Your Girl, that album came out, I went wild for it. And because of that, I decided let's do an episode on the famous cat in the music video for Opposites Attract, MC Scat Cat. Now, there were three people who did the role of MC Scat Cat, three people who were involved in the voicing, and I was able to get one of them to talk with us today. He goes by one gun. Marvin Gunn is going to be on the show talking about his experiences and being the voice of MC Scat Cat. Now, let's hear, let me tell you a little bit more info about MC Scat Cat now in this... Wikipedia Moment! MC Scat Cat is an animated cat character who appeared with Paula Abdul in the video for her song Opposites Attract in 1989. MC Scat Cat was created by Michael Patterson and performed by the Wild Pair duo of Bruce DeShazer and Marv Gunn on Opposites Attract. MC Scat Cat's rap was written and performed by Derek Stevens, although Romany Malco, who did the majority of the writing for the MC Scat Cat and the Stray Mob album, is often mistakenly credited for being the voice of the rap in Opposites Attract, a story perpetuated by Abdul herself. Derek Stevens also provided vocals for the character in the MC Scat Cat solo album. Patterson got the idea for Scat Cat from the Gene Kelly movie Anchors Away, in which Kelly's character dances with Jerry the Mouse from the Tom and Jerry cartoon series. Patterson would originally play small gigs dressed in a full cat attire, although soon after became a studio musician with the character becoming fully animated by members of the Disney and Warner Brothers animation team, working outside the studios between major projects under the direction of Chris Bailey. The character released the album The Adventures of MC Scat Cat and the Stray Mob in 1991 on King's Records. Paula Abdul made an appearance in the music video of the only single, Scat Strut. Despite peaking at number 96 on the US Billboard Hot 100, Scat Strut reached number 11 in the New Zealand Pop Singles Chart, number 9 on the Norwegian Pop Singles Chart, number 28 on the Dutch Pop Singles Chart, and number 31 on the Swedish Pop Singles Chart. MC Scat Cat also featured in Yakety Yak Take It Back, an all-star public service music video produced by Warner Brothers. You can check that video out on our YouTube channel for Dope Nostalgia. It's under the playlist of featured artists. The music video featured appearances by numerous celebrities for a new version of the song Yakety Yak with a message about recycling. MC Scat Cat later appeared in American Dad, season 13's sixth episode, Kiss Kiss Cam Cam, on February 29, 2016. The Adventures of MC Scat Cat and the Stray Mob is a 1991 album from MC Scat Cat. The album came out as the result of Paula Abdul's successful Opposites Attract video of 1990, which was directed by Michael Patterson and Candace Reckinger. The Stray Mob consists of fictional characters Fats, Taboo, Maestro, Leo, Kathleen, and Silk, the first three of whom appeared in the Opposites Attract music video. Two music videos for the album were directed by Patterson and Reckinger, only one of which was released. The only single from the album Scat Strut samples Earth, Wind & Fire's 1981 hit Let's Groove, with Paula Abdul making a brief appearance in the video. It only reached number 96 on the Billboard Hot 100, but fared better overseas, 
peaking at numbers 9 and 31 on the Norwegian and Swedish charts respectively. The vocal style and length in the music video differed from those in the album version. Now the reception, no. The album was poorly received and it failed to chart. In 1999, the AV Club deemed it the least essential album of the 90s, calling it a product of clueless committee thinking and Millie Vanilli style studio hack work at its most cynical, and concluding that never has a mass-produced album been demanded by so few. Hey, that's kind of cruel. Let me tell you something. I love that album. <laughs> of course I got it. Because I'm just cheesy like that. I absolutely adored it. Now we cannot talk about MC Scat Cat without talking about the vocals. The wild pair were the duo. Bruce DeShazer, Shazer, I hope I'm saying it right, and Marv Gunn, who's on the show today. Now they were a singing duo and voice actors who are primarily known for this song, Opposites of Track. They've also provided background vocals on her other hits, Forever Your Girl and The Way That You Love Me. Now, this wasn't their only hit. In 1992, singer Stacey Earle released her single, Romeo and Juliet, which was a duet as well with The Wild Pair. The song reached the top 40 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. So DeShazer, also known as Tony Christian, and One Gun, had previously been members of the band Maserati, who were protégés of Prince and Brown Mark. And now the man, one of the voices of MC Scat Cat joins me now. This is One Gun. So I'd love to, for you to start by um, telling me the origins um, of Maserati, especially in the work that you did with Prince back in the day. Back in the day. Wow. I think I must have been like two years old or something. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it was, uh, it, it started by me and a buddy of mine, Tony Christian, we moved up from Milwaukee. Mm. And, um, the reason we moved is because we went to a, uh, we were going to a Prince concert and we were late, but we ended up in the elevator with the time. It's when the time opened up for him uh, in uh, Chicago years oh, ago, yeah. like 81 or 82. Anyway, uh, so we just ended up hanging out with the band and we were talking to, uh, uh, it was soon to be, you know, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, but it was Terry Lewis we were talking to before he left the band. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were chatting with him and, you know, giving him our history. And, you know, we were in the band in Milwaukee. So he said, yeah, yeah, I want you guys to, uh, you guys come up to Minneapolis and I'm going to do something with you. We were like, oh. mm. we packed up, 
we moved within, I don't know, a couple of weeks, maybe a month. And his brother already lived up here. So anyway, we got up here. Tony ran into Mark Brown. Um, and it was funny. They were working on this group called Maserati. But they were missing a guitar player and a keyboard player. Mm-hmm. And that's, we just kind of naturally fell in there. So he got in there and it's like, uh, well, man, we need a keyboard player. He's like, no, no, we don't. We got Marv. So, uh, uh, yeah, they, it all started back and we did a couple clubs and, and bars and we, you know, we performed with people like, uh, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of his name now. Um, anyway, I'll get back to it. But, um, you know, just smaller clubs. And one day, uh, because Mark worked with Prince, Prince had just started Paisley Park Records. He was looking for his first act and right place at the right time, knowing the right people. You know, you know how yeah. that goes. Yes, it does sometimes, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was that working relationship like? You know, it was, it was pretty good. But I think like any typical band situation that's kind of there on that horizon, you know, um, it just you know, it kind of gets, kind of fizzles out mm-hmm. because either you, you lose motivation or, you know, people like me, I just wanted to do my own thing and Tony wanted to, but uh, it's all, you know, it's, you know, I mean, you know, a hundred miles an hour, it was all hopped up in the beginning. We were great. We loved touring. And then, you know, you got to get down to more personal things and the finances and mm. that takes over. And, uh, you know, you just, you know, you disagree on things, but, Great bunch of guys, you know, uh, the memories I wish I could tell you about, but uh, <laughs> opening <laughs> Some for are, Prince, yeah. you know, opening for Prince and Prince running our rehearsals when we toured with him was probably one of the best times of my life. You know, number one uh, fan of Prince or mm-hmm. I should say he was the, just the all around artist that I respected the most. And it's cool that you got a glimpse into his artistry and the fact that you were able to see how his creative process works, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. sure that was very inspiring for your own as well. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the, the most I saw that was when we did the first album and um, eventually uh, we were flown out. We went out there in pieces, but we were flown out to LA and we were working in Sunset Sound with Prince and he was in Studio A. I think we were in B. But we could go in and we were periodically going in and messing with him and watching him and just seeing how he worked. He didn't mind, you know, he didn't mind. You know, you sit down and shut your mouth, you know. Yeah. But uh, he didn't mind you being in there and watching him. And I'm like, wow, this is, yeah, it's just amazing. He had ambiance and everything and uh, he ran everything himself. So there was no engineer, just him and a couple of us straggling in from Maserati. Mm <laughs> but yeah, it was to me it was great. Great. Well, I'm glad you got to be a part of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Now from from there, how did the wild pair come into being? Well, um we left Maserati. I was actually the first one to leave and Tony followed me. And uh we started doing our own stuff. And uh, you know, we we knew some engineers that had built studios, so we were in the studio writing new music and this uh up-and-coming producer named Oliver Lieber was also using that studio and if you know studios they like to play like let me play you something I just did with this other band you know know, just entice you maybe they want you know they want you to to rent the studio and he was playing our stuff for for Oliver Lieber and um, that was right before it was actually right when Oliver started 
you know, because his dad was Jerry Lieber. I'm, I'm a little all over the place. His dad was Jerry Lieber, so he's a descendant of a great writer. Okay. And um, we started talking. They, we, you know, he gave him our number and stuff, and we started talking. And the first thing we did was um, we had a track in a movie called Bright Lights, Big City with Michael I B. Rem- Fox. I remember that movie, yeah. 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 And uh, um, I always joke about it because they just start to play our song, and he goes into the bathroom and has a cocaine nosebleed. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you remember that. So he closes the door. <laughs> Closes out the music, but you know we're like that. That was pretty cool. So from there, he uh, he he got in contact. Sometimes somehow he got in contact with Paula Abdul, and she was just getting into the uh, already a great dancer, but getting into the uh, singing and music production realm. And uh, we were there to do all the you know. Well, he's got to submit something to her. So I did a lot of the singing, and mm-hmm. Tony did the background. So. She basically liked what he did off of us seeing the lead tracks and, and uh, his produ- production skills. And it was, uh, yeah, it was off and running. Wow. Yeah. So that was like the, uh, the first uh, time you got to work as the wild pair with another artist was with Paula? Yes. Through Oliver? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, that's how the wild pair became because we were just Mar and Tony. So, yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, we went through a couple names. We ended up on the Wild Pair, and uh, we ended up uh, we got signed to Capitol Records. Ah. During the Paula transition, but you know, things happen, and uh, that happened. So, um, yeah, yeah, it was kind of like you know, just once again being in the right place at the right time. And I think that happens to a lot of musicians. If you're, you know, you just got to catch somebody's eye and. I mean, the, the odd connection of meeting Oliver Lieber just by being in the same studio. You know what I mean? That's yeah. still to this day, I'm really enjoying having done that. It's, it's what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's the first instance I remember of animation being brought into um, front and artist. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, since then, we've had uh, up in Canada, we've had an act called Prozac that you probably possibly heard of mm-hmm. that, that was the the animated duo right so this is this is obviously way before and like me being a huge fan of paula back in the day i was really really excited about mc scat cat so mm-hmm. what were the what were the components of mc scat cat like we obviously had animation and then you gentlemen took care of the vocals and whatnot but what came yeah. first yeah like, how did that get put music, together music always comes first and you know then you Either, either you catch it right away or at some point in time pretty early it's like we got to get a video we got to get some visual out to meet with this music mm-hmm. and we we were waiting to know you know hear what was going to happen you know so we got this single out and just released um i think it was doing okay i don't know the timing of it but we weren't really involved in their decision on the animation mm. i know that it came from um it was a gene kelly movie where he he danced with animation. I can't remember if it was a I think cat. it's a little mouse or something. Like, like, like Tom and Jerry, I think. Is I what think it was about. Tom and Jerry, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's where they got that idea from. So, but see, nobody knew. So she made it look brand new, right? And, and oh. she had a modern feel to it. And of course, she's a great dancer. So mm-hmm. um, when we saw it, I mean, how, how could you deny saying, man, this is... I'm watching this as long as, you know, I'm singing, but her dancing and the animation that was put together was very entertaining. And mm-hmm. I don't know where the video ranked, but I'm sure it's, it's still one of the 
it's one of the favorites, probably Paula's favorite, if you like Paula. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. a legendary video, I think, in pop culture. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy, right? So I think, yeah, <laughs> it's, it must feel good that you were a part of that. So, like, obviously, when you did all the vocals together in the beginning, mm -hmm. you, you weren't aware. You just figured probably this is a duet. And then all of a sudden it became the cat. Yeah, yeah. And plus, you don't know how a song's going to do. You know, you're just you're just doing songs. There's a there's a collage called an album, <laughs> you know, yeah. and then there's a couple tracks that are singles. And you think, you know, these are going to be the big hits. So let's let's put these out there and really push them. And you just didn't know. So to us, every song we hit every song, just like you're, you know, you're trying to throw a knockout punch. So that's right. Yeah. And they all felt good. And and um, we did not know just which one would surpass the other one. I thought Forever Your Girl, maybe, mm. uh, the title track. But yeah, yeah, Opposites yeah. was really different. Yeah, I like, obviously, I like both tracks. But I mean, yeah, Opposites had something definitely special. The rap so like it. Here's a little story and you're sure to like it. Swift and sly and I'm playing it cool with my homegirl, Paula. Now, when you say you were doing the lead vocals and Tony was doing the backups, was that for mm -hmm. every every Wild Pair song, or <laughs> or was that did you guys switch off? How did that work? Yeah, well, with Paula, I did um, I did co-leads. Actually, I sang the whole track, and they just took me out and put her in and made it a duet. So that was a surprise. Just so you know, we were not. We thought all of my lead vocals would come out and she would sing, you know, her stuff. But, you know, if, you know, I sang lead on opposite and uh, background vocals with Tony and then the other songs were background vocals. Okay. Sweet. Um, so at least the, now I understand the inspiration for the beginning of MC Scat Cat and going further into the character later on down the road, this, he was really popular. I know you guys did like a commercial, um, and also the whole album, The Adventures of MC Scat Cat and the Stray Mob. Now, mm -hmm. uh, what led to that, doing the full album? Uh, um, I have to tell you that I was not, I was not in, uh, involved with that. What happened mm -hmm. was uh, when I first started doing, um, I can't remember if it was Facebook or another uh, platform, but Anyway, they were trying to reach out to us and we weren't, they weren't able to connect with her. Her management team was, we're trying to reach out to us for us to do that. And they just couldn't reach us. So we heard about it later and I don't know who they use. I, it could have been Oliver, but mm. I don't know. It might've been a whole different production team. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bummer, right? I wish. <laughs> oh. 
Well, I know it's been said that the rap, the raps that were done by MC Scat Cat was another, a third person. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, Derek Delight. Right. Yeah. So I wonder uh, if he was the one involved in that. And the second time around, I don't know because we you know we were never we did our track separate, so mm-hmm. I knew about him, but I didn't know him. Yeah. So um, if I listened to it, I could I could tell you if it's the same person. I, I've mm-hmm. got that kind of ear, but uh, I don't know if he was involved. Man, he did so so well on the first track that I hope they used him. Yeah, uh, awesome. I did. I had a copy of that CD too, and I really liked it. So. Um, I'm sure there's credits on there. I can figure out where that all well, came from. Well, tell you what, when you come to see one gun, because I'm sure I'll come, I'm going to come play somewhere near you. Yes. Um, it's in my set list. So don't think I exclude opposites. So you'll okay. hear a little bit of Paula. She may show up. You never know. You never know. That's exciting. Yeah. I, can't, I can't wait till it's, uh, everything's back to normal. We get to see you play again. Um, yeah. So was there any part of... Um, this whole MC Scat Cat thing where you were starting to get like, oh man, I'm tired of, of it being about this cat kind of thing. Or were you just kind of like, <laughs> were you just cool, feeling cool about it the whole time? Um, you know, I think so. I think after a while, it, because, it, you know, when it came out, it was so popular. So you saw it everywhere you were. You know, I hear the song in gas stations, you know, you, you know, it's gonna, and then you think about the video. But no, I, I just... I still stood in amazement that how they coordinated that and put it together. Cause I hadn't, I had to go back and look at Gene Kelly. I hadn't known anything about that, that type mm. of, you know, I mean, nowadays, right. That's, that's easy stuff. But then it's like, man, they really came up with some ideas. So yeah. no, it doesn't, uh, I can listen to it forever and it's in my set list. So it, the song reminds me of the video all the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Were there any performances that you did with Paula, which were live performances that still included the cat? Or was it just no. always pre-recorded? Yeah, it was that. And that was, um, from what I understand, that was going to be included, that we were going to do uh, some work on that other uh, CD or other album or song, single. And uh, actually go back in the studio. We had talked about possibly working some more in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Going on into the future, you started working with an artist that I remember too from her first album, Stacey Earle. Yeah. <laughs> Stacey Earle. Now, 
I just loved her tracks. It was, it was great. But I felt like that was definitely very inspired uh, by Paula Abdul, her image kind of, I don't know. She was a really cool pop artist. Um, so you were featured on the song Romeo and Juliet, right? Yeah, yeah. Did I mean, you get man, where'd you get that one? <laughs> oh, I'm an encyclopedia uh, of pop knowledge, man. <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, that one was so fast and so quick and next thing you know we're doing this video that um I didn't know who Stacey Earl was I knew nothing about her um I have to even think that that was potentially through Oliver mm -hmm. I'll have to go back you know don't quote me but no, um, okay. I, yeah that was such a one-off it was crazy I, I don't have a a big memory of it but I remember hearing the song I think it charted I'm not sure but mm -hmm. You know, it was a fun song to do. Every every artist we worked with was great to work with. And what are some other artists that you remember doing the uh, projects with? Recording, writing. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I'm still trying to think of that first one I was talking to you about, but uh, <laughs> one of my favorites was Jermaine Jackson. Uh, it didn't. I don't mm. think it ever hit, but uh, we were so in awe of each other because we <clears throat> we vocally sounded like each other. Oh wow. Yeah, we were going to work on some background stuff. It might have come out, uh, but it was for his up-and-coming CD. Uh, Alexander O'Neill is who Maserati used to team up with back in the bar day before. Yeah, yeah we were a bar band, so um, that was really awesome. But uh, with him, uh, well, you know, Stacey Earl and Paula, mm -hmm. um, since, you know, then we've worked with pieces of the band. Michael Bland that played drums for Prince, uh, members from... Um, um, and a couple members from Shalimar, not Howard Hewitt, but other members. Um, yeah, so just various, various musicians. Met Stevie Wonder a couple times. That was one of my greatest, uh, you know, most uh, humbling moments. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man, Stevie. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. Right, right. The blessings you've had. You've been able to do so much, and it's great. Now, yeah, yeah. You appear again on Paula's Head Over Heels album. And what was it like going about doing the music with her the second time around? Uh, maturity. Yeah. So, yeah, we had, we were the, the real veterans now. So, mm. um, and I always loved it. Uh, that was going to be, um, let's just say we had more stake in that album. And uh mm. I think we did a song with her called Crazy Love, uh, Head Over Heroes came out. A couple other tracks got sent to other artists, but um, that we worked more with her in the same studio. The first uh, couple songs on her first album, we were, you know, we were in Minneapolis sometimes, she was in LA, it wasn't really studio. It was, we hung out, we didn't work in the studio together. So the second time around more of that camaraderie, feeding off of each other. Now you can, instead of uh, transferring files back and forth uh, yeah. statewide, now you're right there. And uh, it's always the best way to work, right? In -house. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, it's, it's, and uh, I saw her, I don't know, about four or five years ago, she came to uh, um, Phoenix where I live most of the time. And uh, me, her and Tony, you know, we had our, great time seeing each other again and it's just like old times and <clears throat> it's always been fun hanging out with her yeah seems like she'd be really lovely oh, it's yeah. funny when you were mentioning how it used to be with the tracks being shipped back and forth too back then did you have to have it couriered over 
before the internet? <laughs> hey, uh, what do you call it? Uh, express mail? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Stuff had to be done right away. You know, you got, you know, you got record labels, you got timelines, you know, yeah. get it done, get it done. So yeah, that's crazy, right? The two inch reels. Yeah. <laughs> I, I miss the analog though. I took a recording course for a while and uh, although it was focused on digital, we definitely covered analog because nothing beats it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. And you know, that's funny you say that because when I record, you know, you'll have a plug-in that has a digital or analog option. I'm like, I'm not hearing a real difference sometimes, you know? No, it's so not like, no, this ain't what it, no, no. But you know what, what's funny because there's one sound that I like and it's like the little bit of the crackle of that old vinyl mm-hmm. you know if you just put that right underneath the song oh I just love that give it that old feel it gives it yeah a certain fullness to it that's yeah, exactly. for sure exactly. yeah um so because of the invention of the internet going forward and you're and uh trying to you know navigate the world of music did you find that the internet helped your career in any way as it came along or how did, how did you embrace that? Well, there's, I look at it two ways. Uh, when you have to do it all yourself, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty tough. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as I've uh, been doing this for a while now and I have other people, the marketing is tough, you know, keeping up with social media and all the mm-hmm. platforms. I'm like, man, I can't do this. So I, that's why I miss, you know, connecting with Paula for some, uh, some earlier or previous remixes and things like that because I just wasn't a big fan of it but now I it definitely helps Mm -hmm. and I try to do it but I'm gaining people to help me with that and the wife she's good at it so yeah uh, (laughs) that's always nice to have yeah yeah it it helps but you got to know what you're doing you know it's a learning curve you know for everybody so and now at this point in your musical career what do you find the most fulfilling about making music Oh, what gives you the most joy making anything I want Mm -hmm. any song that comes to my head. uh, And that's why my my first I'm working on my second one. My first CD was called Over and Under the Wire. So I got stuff that, yeah, over the wire. This is what he's supposed to be doing. And then there's stuff down there, the rock and roll. And uh, I got a track called Dewey Cedar on there. It has a little bit of opera in it because that's cool. That's where I come from. So I come from rock. I got a um, song called Personality has a little bit of a neo soul vibe to it. Mm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. But now um, I'm I'm connected with Wolf Entertainment. Uh, They're based out of Germany. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, my second one now, my second CD, just getting to it is okay now i'm finding a a niche you know i'm like okay this is where i want to play at right but i'll still swing at the balls up here and i'll still swing at the balls down there but this is so you know i'm an r&b guy with a little neo soul and a little rock and and that's what maserati was we were you know kind of a hard funk rock band Mm. so uh, i still i still hold true to that that's uh I, I, if you could pick a track from, from your most recent work that we could share on the show, because I like to play clips of the music so that everybody gets to know what, what you're doing that's new and fresh and your favorite, what would you like me to share with everybody? Well, it's got to be the most recent. So yesterday, <clears throat> yesterday I just finished shooting the video for it. Mm. Um, but my latest track, Be Cool, Everybody, mm. you got to check it out. Okay. Um, hopefully your listeners can check it out. It's it talks about 
let's just say I had that song finished a week before the George, George Floyd incident or murder. Mm. And it doesn't speak to that specific incident, but it speaks to life in general today. And it has a, a good beat to it and a good message. Be cool, everybody. Everybody be cool. Be cool, everybody. Everybody be cool. Be cool, everybody. Everybody be cool. That's in my cup, watching how the news is shaping up. It's going down. COVID 19 is real, numbers rising. What's the deal? Somebody tell me what to feel. Can we try to just be cool? Everybody, everybody be cool. Be cool, everybody, everybody be cool. Everybody, everybody be cool. So be cool, everybody. I'm going to share. I'm going to share it. I'm going to share it on the show. As long as I have your permission to do so, I will do that. So oh, well, please do. And I hope you have like 8.5 billion listeners that can you know, chime in at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I just have a few uh, little uh, silly questions, of course, to wrap things up. Um, what food, clothing item, or toy, any kind of item from the 90s makes you nostalgic for that era? Oh, man. Well, they, let me think, from the 90s, uh, were they still wearing bell bottoms? They were kind uh, of wearing bell, like they came back for a bit, but they were more of almost like a boot cut, like a flare. Yeah. On yeah. the pants? Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think I still, and I, I would have them made, but I always like the pants a little bit of a bell bottom at the, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know why. I they like the cool shape, the I agree. <laughs> See? <laughs> They look good and when you dance in them, that's for sure. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. I remember even Paula had some of that. Uh, I think Paula had some pants that flared out like bell bottoms in some of her stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, her, her, um, her suit type of outfits. Yeah. You know, have you seen her latest commercial? Not promoting her, but. No, I haven't. They're actually playing Forever Your Girl. Oh, well, you're, you're in Canada, right? Okay. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> they, it may or may not be over there, but uh, yeah, she's doing a commercial now. And. Uh, I'm so distracted by Paula's back on TV and doing the snap. I don't even know what the commercial is for. But she's <laughs> dancing with herself from the 90s. So I think it's modern day Paula dancing with, yeah. I got to find that. Yeah. I would love that. Have you ever been to Canada? Um, I was um, Niagara Falls, Canadian mm. side, just last summer. Nope. Last summer. It was spring, maybe spring last year. So that was beautiful. It is a beautiful place. Oh my God. You know, I'm, I'm looking for somebody to uh, get me, you know, started with a little tour over there. I don't know if you know anybody, but. Uh, I know some venues and some contacts where I'm at. So when okay. this COVID thing is over, we'll get you playing in my town here. Right. And I got a mask. I can sing through it if I have to. So oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. We'll make it all up for you. It'll be great. <laughs> If you could have picked a decade to be a musician in and be successful, what decade would you have chosen from history? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to say the 90s. Yeah. 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 Late, late 80s, 90s. Because uh, I didn't realize it, but I think we worked with Paula. We worked on the tracks in 89, but they came out in 90. Mm -hmm. 
So it was right on that cusp, you know. Like, it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that I'd say, yeah. Yeah, that was a great time, and that was the time in music where I was getting all of my influences at a young age. So I, everything really soaked into my mind from the early '80s into the like early '90s, mid. You know, that's where I got everything. Mm -hmm. So, so I'm yeah. a huge, huge fan of what you've done and what Paula did, and. Hence why I made a podcast like this, you know? <laughs> oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Now I'm going to promote you everywhere I go now. You know that, right? Um, I'm totally for that. And I'll do All the right. same for you. All right. <laughs> so It's a bet. It's a bet. Fist bump. All but, right. All right. You know what? It's been a joy to talk to you today. One Gun, thank you so much for being on the show. And um, we'll tell all the people about the projects you're currently working on. Keep them updated. Um, that's it. Uh, my, my second CD, I came out with um, a video called Join In. Uh, Uptempo has a little bit of a, my, you might feel a little reggae vibe in there, but Join In nice. is out that video. Uh, I followed it up with a song called Signs. Mm. Uh, pay attention to the signs. That video is out. And right now, with all this happening, mm -hmm. be cool, everybody. Everybody yes. be cool, okay? That's a great message. I can't wait to share it. All right. Well, thank you. All right. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. you never seen a cat with so much charisma. More moves than a mutant ninja. Turtle, that is. And I'm doing a scat strut. The hell with John Travolta and the disco dunk. They call me Scat Cat, the dance floor maniac. I move up my hippers like an aphrodisiac. Swinging, just doing my own thing. Girl, don't jump me, give me room to get funky. Step to the dance floor, bust a little spin. Shut up, kid. This is a new dance, so shake your butt and get a load of what it's like to be doing a scat strut. Analog Brewing, winner of three awards at the 2020 Alberta Beer Awards, is a proud sponsor of the Dope Nostalgia podcast. Analog Brewing is now offering delivery within the city of Edmonton with no delivery fee on orders over 40 bucks. Go to analogbrewing.ca slash shop. That's www.analogbrewing.ca forward slash shop and place your order today. When placing an order, you could also pay it forward and take part in their Nurse a Pint program and prepay for a pint for a nurse. Mention this podcast in the order comments so they know we sent you. Analog Brewing, taking beer to the next level. There's just one, and there's no mistaking it one. Just no faking it one. Why don't you and me do some fancy stepping tonight? You're not so bad yourself. Just for the fun.
together. Haven't you heard the phrase opposites attract? Nope. Really? Hmm. I'll need help explaining this. Thanks for coming on such short notice, MC Statcat. No bigs. We gonna do this? You'll know it. Baby, since we never, ever agreed. You like the movies and I like TV. Right, got it. I remember this song. And I remember this cat, Garfield. This son of a bitch hates Mondays. But opposites don't attract. People don't work that way. He's right. But Stan, seriously, have you heard anything about that janitorial job? I mean, I'm barely getting back. Excellent. Right, so let's hang out soon. So, Paul, it looks like this is it. I'm out of here. I'll talk to you later on, all right? Peace. Yo, Posse, let's go. Yo, In the studio, up? man. It's time for us to get busy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we gonna get it's busy. It's been too long. Fans are waiting, anticipating. Yeah. We gotta do our thing. Facts, right. man. You gonna let me ride? Yo, baby, hold up. Calm down Why for a sec. Yo, facts. Yo, cool, cool out, cool out. Facts. Right. Yo, man. Are you hyped? I'm hyped. You I'm ready hyped. to get busy? I'm real hyped. Ah, oh, I feel good. <laughs> On the real tip, man, let's do this. Let's do this. Everybody, take your position. Let's do it. Has anybody told you about a cat so real? He'll never let you down. Has anybody told you about a cat that rocks so fresh? And that this cat is in town. His name is MC Scat Cat, the feline king. And when he gets up on the mic and does his thing, it's something about the things that just go on. He's gonna rock you on. Yeah. about the new cat swing.
out of the bag. Rumors. And who's the cat they accuse? Well, it's Scat Cat, but I accept that. I mean, ever since the rap, and ever since the track. Media from left to right, day and night. I'm just a victim of hype. Find a way to the crossroads. With no media dance to go. They see me on TV in the afternoon. They say, hey, that's the cat with Paula Abdul. How many of them know it's all about show? I'm getting paid to rock in the video. The misconception can't go on. Leave a thing about the new cat swing. Thank you so much to One Gun for joining us for that wonderful interview. You can check out all he's doing right now online at onegunentertainment.com. There's two N's in gun. So it's O-N-E-G-U-N-N entertainment.com. His current projects include Maserati Remembered, One Gun, his solo work, as well as a Bob Marley tribute that he does. So check out everything he's been up to at OneGunEntertainment.com. And now we're going to give you a little taste of our fun game that I like to play. I hope you guys like it too. And now, this is Fucking Stupid with Naomi, Kendra, Charity, Mike, and Colin. This is Fucking Stupid is Fucking Stupid. It's a stupid game we play where you have to guess the hot song of the 90s or a super obscure song of the 90s. Our friends have no idea what I'm going to throw at them. Why don't you come play along with us? Okay, here is our next song. Okay. Baxter Boys! Yeah, five Every points. time I close my eyes! Boom, all 10! Oh. 1996, the debut album from the Backstreet Boys. If she had fucked this up, I would have, I would have shook my head Really judging. <laughs> I forgot to tell you guys as we move on into the contest what our prizes are. We get prizes. You get a prize. Do you want to know what it is? Yeah. The satisfaction of winning. I like surprises. Yes. <laughs> and I'll give you a month's uh, subscription to our Patreon. Sweet. Ooh. That's four. I know. It's like I didn't even pay for that shit. That sounds like something Naomi would get. <laughs> Something that costs her nothing. Congratulations, y'all. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and my respects you'll also earn. So congratulations. Congratulations. Okay. Uh, let's go back, 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 back into the 90s with our next song. One second. Queuing it up. Dead air. Dead air. Okay. How'd you get there? Sounds like a Metallica song. It is not Metallica. Oh, this is Bon Jovi. This is Bon Jovi, five points. And it's If I Was Your Mother. It's If I Was Your Mother. Yeah. All 10 points. this This is from, not Crossroads. Nope. The one before Crossroads. It's the faith. It's, yeah, yeah. Came out in 1992. Congratulations, Charity. I really, nice, you, Charity. You have earned my respect. 
because it was Bon Jovi. Because <laughs> it was Bon Jovi and you knew it and it was obscure. I had that. She, she was just looking at that little uh, toy you've got there. Figurine. You, I won't it's give not an action away. figure. That's what James said. They said that they're not action <laughs> figures. It's funny. But they're in motion. I think they are. He told me that if there's no bendable parts, it's not an action figure. We should look up and Google what the definition of an action figure is. He's probably right because he's really smart. Especially about action right. figures. All right. Next song. Scatman's World. It's <laughs> well, I played the wrong song. The Scatman. It's, I'm sorry, what? Here comes the Scatman. Nope, that's incorrect. Why the Scatman? <laughs> I meant to, okay, let's change it to this one. This is the one I meant to play. So the title of this song is Scatman. Did you say that as the title of the song? Or is the artist? Because if you said the artist, it's wrong. Artist is wrong? Not Scatman. It's Scatman. It's sorry, what? Scatman do? It's Scatman John. Oh. And the song is called Scatman. None of you get any points. No. Because I'm mean. Okay. I love that song. I, I thought it was a blah, 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 as the title. <laughs> it, it is. It's ski, Scatman in brackets. It says ski ba bop ba da bop. I should get half a point for that then. No. <laughs> you should get what? Let's, like, let's take a look <laughs> at our scores. Point. Half points. Quit begging. Quit begging. You got marks up there. You see that? You see that? Can I don't have a mark right there. None. It's 15. And Zitto. Zitto. Zero. Zero. So points. stop begging for points. <laughs> I'm begging. I'm he's gonna start. He's gonna start doing lewd and crude. Or <laughs> for points. He's negotiating. <laughs> and it's time for our next song. The artist Black Box. That's correct. Black Box for five points. What is the name of the song? song? Yeah. Was that a guess? What did you call it? Yeah. That is not correct. Dance Dance. <laughs> that is incorrect. Just dance. Dance. Oh. Dance, dance, dance. No, incorrect. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna get to the next right here. Oh, strike it up! Damn it! It's strike it up! I'll give you 10 points. Oh. Yep. Like so. <laughs> Robin! Always be, or uh, is always be around? Yeah. No. Okay. no. It's Robin uh, is correct. Five points. What's the name of the song? It's not Show Me Love. It's, uh... No. Cheetah. 
Oh, you can tell this is she's just this is driving her crazy. Kendra yep. is going insane. She's losing more blood as we speak. <laughs> play the chorus do you know what it takes yes that's correct oh! five points that was a hard one i was like that is not hard fucking... well no it's not hard it was hard for my brain my brain is like oh, i can for her blood loss she's yeah. gonna pass out she's gonna pass out from this game so tonight if i pass out it's not from alcohol it's from blood loss that's right loss. that's right Thank you so much for supporting our show, Dope Nostalgia. We want to keep those episodes coming out. So please support us at our Patreon site. Our Patreon subscribers get the podcast two days early, as well as bonus video footage of the interviews themselves and so much more. So check it out at patreon.com forward slash Dope Nostalgia. Now we're going to get Colin to tell you all the rest of the social media links so you guys can come follow us and say hi. Next week, joining me on the show is filmmaker Rob McCallum, and he's doing this awesome documentary right now. He started it before the pandemic, and he's still working on finishing the interviews up to put it together. And we're going to talk about something that's not exactly music, but it does have music on the show. We're going to be talking about the history and legacy of the Canadian CBC children's show, Mr. Dress Up as he is making a brand new documentary about the show. So check it out next week. You guys take care and be safe out there. Social media, yeah, we've got it. Send us an email, dopenostalgiapodcast at gmail.com. Twitter, Nostalgia Dope. Or on Insta, dope underscore nostalgia. This podcast is licensed by SoCan because we believe that artists should be paid for their work.